Welcome back to Clay, the podcast for Christian men desiring to be the best they can possibly be for his kingdom's come. My name is Justin, and here we talk about being courageous leaders, always yearning for more of him. That is what Clay stands for. As we look at uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah, we can see this uh, picture of of the, of the potter at the wheel and God comparing the, the, the clay to Israel and this uh, reformation of how, you know, how can I not do this with you? And this is what we've come together to talk about. This is the whole point of this podcast as uh, it will continue to be reiterated because as I was sharing with a good friend of mine earlier today, the whole point here is not that this be the end all be all. If you listen to this podcast and you walk away and you go, wow, that was a great podcast and nothing changes in your life. You don't continue the conversation. You don't turn around and uh, ask some of these questions to some other brothers that you know and continue this idea of discipleship and doing life together. Then you miss the point. This isn't for you to be a dead end consumer here. You're part of this team. You're part of this mission. You're a man, hopefully. And if you're not a man, then you know men that uh, you can share this with as well. And to all of the ladies, there are a few ladies that uh, actively listen to this podcast. I am extremely grateful for you and your continued encouragement and feedback. You guys uh, are probably listening because uh, you, you you like to know what men should be thinking, or at least want to help them think in the right way, I suppose. It seems that uh, there are many women out there who think that they can think for men. The reality is, you can't. You can't really do that, and you know that. And so, to the few of you who are active listeners here and who regularly uh, share your feedback and your thoughts, I want you to know that I appreciate you, and I know that you are sharing this with the men in your life as well. The goal here and the point is not to beat one another down or point out what we're not doing, but rather take this conversation and continue it and and develop it into what we could be doing. Maybe maybe we are doing some of these things and this is just further encouragement. This is this is great. The idea here it really is that we edify one another and we move forward, we grow, we continue uh, allowing God to mold us, right? To peel us back, to take us down, to uh, restart where we need to restart, to build upon what he's building on. And we look at life as though this is a short-term assignment, is it not? Compare the amount of years that you get here, in theory, to eternity, which is bigger. Well, that's an obvious question, right? And you're going, oh, that's kind of a silly question. Like, obviously, eternity is bigger. Okay, great. So quit living your life today as though eternity doesn't matter. Because it does. And because eternity matters, your life today matters as well. So uh, speaking of women, I am excited to share uh, with everybody here uh, as of today, the uh, day that this podcast goes live uh, for, for you. Um, you may be listening to this on a different day. And that's all good. I uh, certainly appreciate you. Uh, August 17th is when this podcast goes live. August 17th is the day, the day that I said I do to my beautiful bride, my beautiful wife, uh, we have been married for eight years now. We've been together for 12 in total, and that sounds absolutely crazy to me today, but that is, uh, that's, where, that's where we're at. Uh, we have two incredible children uh, who are uh, absolutely uh, amazing and a huge blessing in our life. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'll talk about them more in, in future episodes, I'm sure. And I, I just want to take a moment to uh, stop and uh, th- thank you, uh, listeners, for 
joining me in this this journey, this journey of this podcast from uh, the conception of it, the idea uh, about a little over a year ago now to where we're at today. We're over uh, 50 episodes. Uh, we are nearing a point where you'll hear other voices on this podcast. It won't, it won't just be me, uh, but I would be lying to you if I said that I don't enjoy uh, grabbing this microphone and recording and sharing uh, sharing a lot of these thoughts, sharing a lot of uh, what I'm going through or have gone through or what I've learned personally, uh, whether it's from uh, studying or whether it's from uh, other men in my life that have challenged me or encouraged me or, or pushed me to, uh, to be better, to set a higher standard for, for myself. And that's where a lot of this uh, desire comes from, to be somebody who's speaking of a higher standard and challenging you, the listener, to set a higher standard for yourself. Don't look at how I think that we should be as men, but think about the way that you think that we should be as men. Think about uh, what, what your standard is for your way of living. And no, I don't mean in the world's terms of, of, of these things and the comforts and, and, and whatever. Uh, sure, we can talk about that uh, at, at a later date. What I mean here is what what do you uh, go to bed at night uh, and when you when your head hits the pillow do you look back on your day and go yes i i gave this day for the lord i lived this day for the lord or do you hit the does your does your head hit the pillow and you're just out like totally zoinked out and passed out okay great so you're probably tired that's that's good you're going to bed that's ideal uh, but what is the last thought on on your mind as you go to bed is it about God? Are you grateful for your day? Are you looking forward to the next day that he uh, blesses you with? Are you hopeful that you'll wake up the next day and get another opportunity to bring glory to him, to glorify his name, to glorify his kingdom? Or are you caught up in the concerns of tomorrows and the worries of tomorrows? This is an, an interesting segue here, but uh, I want to talk about this idea of worry and relate it to relationships with women. I want to talk about this because uh, I realize that I am incredibly blessed to have met my wife in high school. We developed a friendship that turned into more than a friendship. It turned into a relationship that's, uh, I mean, I'll explain this maybe in another conversation with a, a co-hosted episode where I think it'll make more sense. But uh, after dating for two years, uh, I was pretty sure that I was either going to marry my wife, or or not. I mean, that's kind of why you date, right? You're dating to get married or, or not, in theory, for those of you that are trying to figure out what dating is. Uh, dating is not just to date around and screw around and, and, and have fun. Uh, it is to actually interact. And so we can talk, and I was actually talking with a, a young man today, uh, very, very blessed to, uh, to know this young man. His name is Eric, and we met a couple weeks ago at a coffee shop, and uh, so, Eric, hey, I know you're listening. Shout out to you, man. Uh, we've been having some really incredible conversations, and uh, one of the things uh, that he brought up today is uh, this idea of, of relationship. And he asked me about my relationship with my wife and, and what that was, was like. And as I was sharing, a couple of things came up. So first and foremost, I, I realized that I am incredibly blessed to be in the stage of life that I'm in and to uh, to have just turned 30. I've been married for eight years uh, I've been together with my wife for 12 years in, in total with a period of time that was a, a breakup. So backing up a couple minutes here. Uh, we dated for two years. I broke up with my wife, and then we got back together seven months later. 
And the week that we got back together, I went and I purchased an engagement ring because when we got back together, I knew that I was marrying this woman and I'm doing life with her. Now, that's also why I broke up with her is because I thought that that may be the, the case and, I'm, and I wasn't really ready for that. I had a lot of uh, thinking and kind of some figuring some stuff out. And guess what? I'm still figuring stuff out. I don't have this all figured out. I don't have this all dialed in. I am not the perfect husband. Our marriage is not perfect as, uh, as, as, as you might imagine a perfect marriage. Granted, I think that our marriage is perfect for us. I think that our marriage is very much so perfect for us. And I find that uh, day after day, day after day, I am looking to and pursuing the Lord more and more and more. And uh, my wife is a running mate in this journey. She is uh, running alongside of me. And uh, yeah, there have been seasons where we've been in different places. But ultimately, uh, our marriage has grown more and more and more as the years pass. And I am, I am incredibly grateful for that. I, I feel incredibly blessed, and, uh, and this is a relationship that is obviously very important to me, not just because of the type of relationship that it is, uh, but I want to continue earning my wife's respect day in and day out. So I want to uh, I want to live in a way that I'm fighting for her, and that's I am loving her and emulating a love for her as Christ loves the church, his bride. And uh, we'll talk more about that in the context of marriage in some future episodes here. I wanted to highlight a couple of things, especially for you young men out there, uh, you men who are currently single or maybe dating, uh, those that don't have that, that significant key relationship that you're comparing to everybody else. Because if you're like me, you grew up in the church, uh, in, in the Christian church, you, you saw a couple of things. You saw some people... Uh, find that that one and only and, and get married young and it seems like they have everything figured out. They don't, trust me. They're they're as confused as you are. And you got the other ones who who kind of dated around and didn't really find what they're looking for and went off to go live life. And then maybe you have uh, the, the third group that just hasn't really, like, it just hasn't made sense to have a real serious relationship or you've tried to have serious relationships and it just doesn't jive and you're just feeling like life is passing you by and you need to be married to have value. You need to be married to have some significance. And I'm here to tell you that you you don't. You don't need to be married to have significance. What you need to do, man, young man, older man, whomever you are, wherever you're at, is you need to live your life pursuing Jesus at all costs. He needs to be your priority. You need to live life in a way that you are trying to and working to be the best that you can absolutely be. The best that you can absolutely be. Now, I don't know what areas of improvement that you, that you need to improve on specifically. I could take some guesses because there's some very general areas that all men struggle with at a certain time in life. But you need to be in developing the self-confidence as a man to lead your own life, to lead yourself daily. You need to be willing to take responsibility for where you're at in life, your economic situation, your spiritual situation, your relationships with friends and family. You need to take stock and inventory of all of these areas of your life. And then as you move forward and continue to develop yourself in these areas, in these areas, you will at a certain point Look over uh, to your right or to your left and you will see the woman that God has called out for you running 
right alongside of you. But here's the deal. She's also going to be running right towards who? God in the th- on the throne in heaven. She's going to be pursuing this relationship uh, as, as ferociously, maybe even more so than yourself. It is in this moment, it is in this time, that you get to uh, do a couple of things. One is you get to be a friend. You get to build a friendship. There's no rush to this dating, this getting married life. There's no rush to... Uh, to, to get to a point where now yeah, you're married and you're, you're buying a house and you're, uh, you're, you're having kids and you've adopted a puppy and you're just living all of this life as incredibly quick as you can. There's no, there's no rush. There's no rush in, in any of those things. I actually, for a, a, an interesting period of my life, studied and, and paid a lot of attention to uh, the, the, the first letter to the Corinthians that we have that Paul wrote. And in chapter seven, you—that's where you read about uh, maybe it's better for a man to be single, right? And there, and there is some, now there is there there is some uh, brevity to that. There's some depth to that, because I, I will tell you that as a man who's now been married eight years, again, I don't have anything figured out. I'm not perfect. I'm not sitting here telling you how to have a great marriage. I'm not going to give you the three keys to a a great marriage because I figured everything out. I can give you some ideas, some things that I know have helped me and have helped my wife. And I can also tell you a lot of what I've done wrong, a lot of my shortcomings. I can tell you a long list of those. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll plan on an episode that uh, will probably uh, just talk your ear off about uh, my shortcomings and my failures in my marriage. Yes, I've learned from many of those things. But uh, yeah, I'm not here to tell you the, uh, the, this is the way to be. This is the expert way to be because your wife is going to consume a lot of time out of your life. She absolutely will. And that's part of what you've signed up for. You are two become one. You're two become one flesh. There is a, a unity there. Marriage is, is, is a unity. You're unified. And you're unified for what? Well, you're unified for a purpose, hopefully. For a lot of couples, they make the mistake of making one another their purpose. And that's what dating looks like for a lot of couples. It is all about that other person. And so once you have said, I do, and you have that other person, now what? Well, you start looking for either uh, the, 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 next, the next steps as a married couple. So that's when you look at, okay, I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to adopt a dog and I'm going to have kids or, or whatever that may be, uh, a, a massive relocation to another state, country, whatever. You, you make these, next, these big steps, these big decisions together, and you keep, you keep looking for that because you're, you're, re, you're rekindling the adventure. Man, I am talking to you right now. The adventure is not your wife. She is not your adventure. She's not the adventure. She's not the end goal. Your girlfriend is not the adventure. She's not someone to be conquered. She is not. The exploration takes place in the bedroom. It does. Okay, like, as a married couple, like, remember that. Right, enough about that for a moment. She is not the adventure. The adventure is not finding her either. The adventure is not discovering this this significant other for the rest of your life that's not the adventure your life is the adventure your life in pursuit of who not her jesus the life that you've been called to is the adventure there is far more excitement and far more adventure that exists outside of you just finding your spouse and i don't mean to downplay this I, again this is this is not me downplaying this relationship. I, I, I think that it is, 
honestly, I think that it is ideal for men to get married. I absolutely do. And I think there's a lot of context to 1 Corinthians 7 that is worth reading and worth really discussing. Because, yeah, there, there is, a, there is a, a, an idea there. Paul, could you imagine Paul trying to like, maintain a marriage during his missionary journey? Like, that's, that's insane. That guy didn't have any time for that. No time at all. Let alone raising kids. Like, where was his focus? Where was everything? Right. Like, you're, you're putting two and two together. There's context to these things. And so Paul brings up some great points, and he also highlights, yeah, you know what? It's probably better for you to get married. It probably is. Now, that's not going to be the same for everybody. So you may be somebody listening to this right now, and you may be wise in your years, having never gotten married and having lived a very, a, a very much so a single life, and, and your, your ideal relationship is Jesus. And that's huge. That's amazing. And we need you. And we also need you, men, who have lived a life pursuing Jesus at all costs, who have also maintained and grown and fostered a healthy marriage as well. Yeah, we know that you're not perfect. We know that you don't have everything figured out. In fact, that's actually really helpful for young men. It's really helpful for young men to look and go, okay, so you also went through something that I'm going through right now. Okay, interesting. Okay, you also struggled with this area. Okay, okay, cool. You can normalize the things that these young men are going through. We as married men can normalize the struggles of being single. We can normalize these things because we've, we've been there. And so this, uh, the coming full circle here, is, is part of what I wanted to bring up today on, on my anniversary because um, marriage is on my mind right now. It is absolutely on my mind. I, I am incredibly grateful for my wife. She's an amazing wife. And she's an amazing mother to our children. She loves Jesus uh, far more than she loves me. And, and I think that that is huge. And I love Jesus more than I love her. But I don't think that we could say that for our entire marriage. I don't think that that has been the theme of our life for our entire marriage or our entire relationship. And I, so I, I bring these things up because these are questions, these are conversations that our young men are struggling with now, that our high school, our young college age, our graduating college, our, our men are in the church, they're struggling with these things now. And so to you who have been married, who have gone through this journey, who are going through it, you can speak life into these young men who are trying to figure it out. You can normalize the fact that it's, it's not easy. And to you young men who think that you have everything figured out, newsflash, newsflash to you, you don't have everything figured out. In fact, far from it. Far from it. So humble yourself and seek counsel from men who have gone the journey before you. Look for those who have the fruit in their life that is demonstrative of men who have lived values that you look up to, that you agree with, that are biblically founded, that you trust, and ask, ask the question, hey, hey, I have a question for you. What do you think about being married? Guess what? Guess what? You're going to get an answer. And you know what? To, to you who would say something snide and snarky and, and short, why? Why? Yeah, maybe, maybe there's room for a little banter and a little joke there. But listen to where the question is coming from. Listen to the heart of the question. Hey, 
Hey, you, you've been married for 20 years. How, what's, what's the secret to a good marriage? Tell him. Tell him what the secret is. Hey, I don't know. There is no specific secret. I don't, I don't know what your response is going to be. But you're in a place where you can be a helpful leader to men who are looking to be led, who are looking for some input, some perspective. Or you can be another person that really didn't excite them about marriage at all, that really didn't excite them about this relationship that they're stepping into. I have known both in my life. I had a lot of people tell me I was crazy for getting engaged as young as I did. Now, uh, I, I would look back and say, yeah, I might have been a little crazy. Absolutely. I could say I was crazy in love, or I could just say I was a, a bit crazy, or maybe, honestly, I mean, apologize if you get kids around. Uh, maybe I was a bit horny. Who, who, who isn't? But the, the truth is, the truth is, outside of, outside of all of those emotions, all of that attraction, that physical attraction, which uh, I'll, we will definitely have some episodes about that because that is something that is worth talking about and getting a straight biblical, biblical, biblical foundation around because what a, a gift, what a gift from God that is. Now, sidebarring back into our main conversation here, there is... There is some, some immense value in discipleship, in living a life for Christ that goes beyond your Bible study and you working through the Bible in a year or whatever, whatever that may be. We need to be in the Word together. But there's also this aspect of life that you'll find can still be done in the Word together that we can't forget about. And there are many aspects of life that are worth perspective, that are worth mentorship, that are worth discipling one another through, and for doing together, for going through together in, in life. There are many areas here. That, and, and this marriage idea, this marriage, this concept, this thing that is, is absolutely beautiful, a beautiful communion, so uh, twisted up by the world, so devalued by the world, so heavily valued by the church, heavily valued by God. There is some, some amazing perspective that you can share both ways. It's important for you, a young man who uh, has not found that love of your life or who thinks that you, you found your love of your life or who's considering popping that question or perhaps you're new in your marriage or perhaps you've been in your marriage for years. Maybe you feel, maybe you feel like your marriage is dull. Maybe you feel like it's just been the same old, same old for year after year after year, and you're just waiting for death at this point. Okay, great. The great thing here is you know where you're at. You know where your heart's at. And you know what you have to give or what you don't have to give. If your view of marriage is uh, dismal at best, then you should not be giving perspective to somebody who is hopeful about their marriage. What you should be doing is stepping back and going, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way and what can I do about it? What sort of ownership can I take over this relationship? And so while I haven't been giving specific points, my overall point here is that uh, you need to, as a man, take ownership over your side of this relationship. This is a 100-0 proposition. It's not a give-and-take proposition that you're stepping into. Jesus laid his life down. He laid everything down for the church. You as a husband... 
you're laying everything down. When you step into the role of a husband, you're accepting responsibility. And you need to take ownership of that responsibility. I've heard many men talk about their marriage, talk about their relationship in a way that does not match the vows at which they said. It does not match the promises that they made. Because life is life. Stuff happens, I get it. But if that's you, if that's you, then you need to repent. You need to pay attention to what you're doing and how you're living in your marriage. You need to remember the vows that you said. When you said, I do, you made a commitment, you made a promise before her, before witnesses, and before the Lord. That is something that you promised to, and yeah, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to get everything right. So if you missed it in this episode, the whole point here is, guess what? You're in good company. Welcome to the family. You're, you're surrounded by men who, guess what? They haven't gotten it all right either. But together, we can be an awful lot stronger because you, you may be able to speak into my life and I may be able to speak into yours and, and, and we may be able to speak into the lives of others because of our experiences, what we've done and where we've gone. And that is vital information, incredibly helpful. If you knew the game plan, if you knew what to do, then you'd follow the steps, right? Yeah, well, sometimes somebody who's been been there, they can share an awful lot of insight with you. So with that, gentlemen, hopefully uh, there was something in this episode that was helpful for you. Maybe it's something that sparked a thought or a question that you have in your mind. Great. Share the episode. Share the conversation. Continue this conversation. As I mentioned before, This is not supposed to be an end-all, be-all, a one-way relationship where I just say a bunch of stuff, where I have guests on who say a bunch of stuff, who we press record and we call it good, and you just go about your day and it's just another piece of content, it's another uh, piece of media that you consume. That's the last thing that we want to create is another culture, a group of uh, people who buy into the idea of being courageous leaders, always yearning for more Jesus, but just consuming at the end of the day. My hope is that you listen to this and that uh, you're wary of and paying attention to conversations that you can have, perspective that you can seek, perspective that you can share about marriage, about relationships, about Jesus, and, and what Jesus has done in your life. Gentlemen, you guys have a good one. We'll catch you on the next episode.